Hi. Welcome to the Fig Leaf Power Hour uh, list series. Um, episode 12? Wow. Right? <laughs> Welcome to the Fig Leaf Power Hour list series. Episode... Oh my god, Ryan. What? <laughs> you sound like we've been like, I've been like, like beating you in a hot studio for four hours. I mean, <laughs> it is pretty hot in here. Right, it's like my room is ninety-five degrees right now, so Celsius. Uh, I'm Ryan. That's Josh. As always, um, today we're going to talk about our top ten favorite video games ever of all time. Yeah, last time we did. Uh... Last time we did series, but this time we're doing just individual games. So, like, where last time we would have um, excluded some series due to some games not being as, like, up to par as some of the other games. Um, this time, that doesn't matter. Oh, and uh, just one overarching thing I want to point out to anyone listening to this. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, but in our zone, yours don't matter. So, therefore, shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like this. Ryan's like my list is the objective truth. Shut up. I mean, I didn't say that. But you didn't say. But you're right. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't say that. But you were implying that. I mean, yeah, that was the the joke I was going for. <laughs> um. <laughs> so who should start us off at number ten? Um. So considering uh last time you started off, I think I should start off this time. Okay. Wow me, Josh. Tell me what your number 10 is. All right, so my number 10 favorite game of all time is uh, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not think that would be on your list. <laughs> why? The game's no. great, as we had talked about previously, but I did not think that was on your list. I just I don't know why, but I, I figured this list was going to be filled with Persona, SMT, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts. I mean, it is. There are but like I'm saying like throughout all of it and like one Pokemon game tossed in. I mean, um you'd be surprised about the lack of about how few Kingdom Hearts games are actually on this list. Calling it two is the only one on the list. How the fuck do you know? Uh, because that's like my favorite Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> Like, like you just like blind shot called it, just like you called all the spoilers in Persona. Okay, so before we start, I'm gonna yell at Ryan. I'm gonna yell at Ryan really quick. Uh, don't don't listen to the next five, the next two minutes of podcast if you haven't finished Persona Five, the original Persona Five. How the fuck did you cast get guess every single spoiler from the original game with no context? How? I, I want to know how, like how. First of all, you guess you, you like guess like three months ahead of time that Goro Akechi is the one who did everything, and then like Thank you. I hate Akechi as part of it. And then <laughs> like before, like like literally like an hour before it gets revealed, you're like, I bet he's Shido's son. And like I'm like me and Paz are sitting there in our DM going, how did like what kind of galaxy brain? Did, what kind of galaxy brain level did like you go on? That you like knew that? Are we not going to talk about me going? Makoto galaxy brained everything. To me, Makoto's not the only no, one that no, galaxy brained everything. Everybody was in on the 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 plot. Right, like, come on, give me credit on that one too, though. I'm um, I'm giving you like half. I'm giving you half you, credit on that. You want to hear my my thought process behind these things? Sure, sure. Really quick before so, we get with a catchy. Uh he's an asshole. I've always thought that. All of a sudden he goes from hating the Phantom Thieves to let's just join up. Yeah, you're a fucking prick. Obviously. And then knowing that this palace we're going into, like especially after you walk through the doors, is the same one you're jumping out of at the beginning of the game when you're getting arrested. No shit a catchy's the one who turned you in. As for the Shido's something. I was putting connecting the dots where he's talking about his dad being a shitty man, and I'm just like, eh, Cheeto. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I just kind of, I kind of figured that it wouldn't actually come up when I first played the game, and all of a sudden it was like, 
Shido just like drops the bombshell in like this random cutscene. BT dubs, he's my biological son and he has no idea. Yeah, I don't remember Shido ever saying it, but I know Akechi has said it. Like Akechi was like, he's my dad. And uh yeah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, like neither of them like like I don't like Shido didn't know that he knew and then he found out that he knew and then like double crossed him and that, but anyway. Okay, let's just let's just continue to talk about Skyrim before we like turn this into a Persona Five spoiler cast. Yeah. Anyway, Skyrim's a fucking great game. Like, I have dumped almost a thousand hours in the Skyrim. Um, the the game is probably one of the most free. Um, one one of the most free, and I say free like actually like freedom inducing games, like you can basically do whatever the hell you want. Sure. Is there only basically three that there's three basic builds. And then if you're like a min maxer, you can do other things, but is there the rogue, the warrior and the tank? There's a regular guy in the tank. Sure. But I mean, there's also like, and this is just an addendum to that. Cause obviously I've played a ton of Skyrim as well. Yeah. When you take into account the amount of mods that people made for the game that are strictly just to enhance the game, like not change it, but like add classes, add races, stuff like that. There's so much replayability in the game. Sure, are there some races that like you look at you you look at the starting things and you're like, there's so there's no reason to play this race, this race, and that race, right? Like there's no reason to play any other race than like high elf or orc for half of the rate half of your builds, but like. The games, like you can, the the game's like infinitely replayable. I like to play as Kitty Meow Meow. Yeah, you like to punch people with your claws. One punch Kitty. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, like there's infinite replayability to the game, and like, well, yeah, there's only three basic builds. Like, if you're if if you want to like go hard, you can, you can do some wacky things. You can, uh, punch everything. You can only use conjuration weapons if you want. You can... You can, um, add the custom... And this is just the thing I did on my Xbox One version of Skyrim. Add the custom start mod. And I'm saying this not because I'm, like, you know, supporting people who will decide to mod Skyrim. Do as you want. The custom start mod is so sick. It adds a ton of replayability because it gives you different starts. You randomly can start with property. You can be like, I want to be a farmer, and you own a farm. But then you still go on the Dragonborn journey, but you can always return home to your little farm and so, stuff like that. Like, it's just things like that. So does it still allow you to do the regular ending without on without deleting the mod? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You can still play the entire normal game. The only difference is, is that, like, so you know how usually it's you're walking through the prison? So they basically start like the basically the game starts after you leave the prison. Basically, uh, as far as right, the, as you've far never as, been to Helgen is like the uh, the logic of as, it. As far as the story is concerned, like you walk outside, oh shit, that's a dragon. Basically, where or like you're the graybeards, and it's like oh shit, it's stuff like that. Like I don't remember the exact way it does it, but yeah, like you you walk outside and it triggers something to be like oh I should go tell somebody about this. Or, yeah, like, yeah. you'll walk towards Helgen and you'll see a dragon and be like, oh, shit. That's a dragon. Better go tell the Jarl. And, of course, there's multiple ways to get to the point where you have to go talk to the Jarl. Like, even if you go to Riverwood and you do Bleak Falls Barrow. Yeah. You just, you, it immediately goes, hey, bring this to the Jarl. <laughs> like, hey, I found this claw. <laughs> anyway, what's your number 10, Ryan? My number 10 is Persona 5. <laughs> So as we were sitting there talking about Persona 5, uh, Persona 5 is low on the list for me um, because I'm playing it still right now. Like, I'm not even done it. Yeah. Um, but I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. I don't know the last time I've enjoyed a game as much as I've been enjoying it. Even though I'm to the point right now where I'm kind of like, I love it, but I can't wait to be done with it. The game, um, the game and I is... think that's strictly just because I've been streaming it and I'm like, I want to stream something else. The game is really long. Like, as much as I love Persona, Persona games are really long. Like, I think the least amount of time I spent on one was, like, Persona was the original Vanilla Persona 5. I think I spent 80 hours playing the original Persona 5. 
Yeah, I'm I'm almost done the vanilla game and I still have to do the royal content after. But I've been enjoying it. Um my biggest thing that I really enjoy and call me crazy for this, I really enjoy the like bits of downtime. To an extent. Um obviously I like the infiltrating palaces. Uh I hate the part where they're like, oh, thing came up, we need to solve this in the real world before we can come back. That stuff pissed me off a little bit, because I'm just like, no, let me keep going. <laughs> I get it, it was to elongate it and, like, give it more substance, but, you know. Yeah, because, like, because, um, I feel like without some of those breaks, every palace would have felt very formulaic, so I don't mind that they did that in some circumstance. Like, I, I... I I appreciate that not every palace has a time where it goes, nope, you have to stop here. But I appreciate that they, like, did it where it makes sense. If you understand what I mean by that. It does. But so I was getting annoyed because it happened three in a row uh, with two, three and four. And I'm wondering if you're if you know which doors I'm talking about. With Madarame, there was the, uh, yeah, the door that was hiding the, the Sayuris. Um yeah, the- Kanashiro's, it was because you had become a customer of his bank. Oh, so I don't consider that a stop. Because, oh, well, they did make you leave. Yeah, I don't consider that a stop because, like, in in every single one, when you get the new character, you leave right after you get the new character. So I didn't consider Madarame's um, Kanashiro. The, the... So I'm, I'm counting Kanashiro's because you didn't get Makoto yet. Like I'm saying, before you even get into the sky, you had to leave before you could even go to the sky. Yeah, I don't. I don't consider that part of the infiltration. I consider when you get into the when you get into the actual physical palace to be the infil- start of the infiltration. Okay, so, and then Futaba's because you had to get into her room. Oh yeah, Futaba's had a uh, Futaba. They were like, "You need to leave and come back because you need to get into her room." Yeah, there's like, like really, there's like three that have the stops in the middle of the dungeon, and, and then um, they did it in size because you needed to prove that you could get inside the courtroom. Yeah, just shit like that. It was like I was enjoying it, and then all of a sudden they're just like, "No, stop!" I'm like, "All right," like it's 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 fine. It's supposed to like. I guess like it, it's it's to be like so it's it's to make it so it's harder for just like to uh just uh to just barrel through everything in one day. That's the only thing I can think of as to why they did that. I'll talk more about Persona later. Well Fair. Persona five later. <laughs> yeah, no, love it, it's great. Josh, what's your number nine? <laughs> My number nine is in the get ready for Ryan to sigh. I'm 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 like I'm just like I'm just like mentally preparing for you to sigh. Waiting here it is. So, hey Ryan. What? Have you ever heard of the hit MMORPG Final Fantasy fourteen, now with a free trial up until level sixty for Heavensward without any uh that you can play as long as you like on the free trial? Is this your plug to try and get me to play Final Fantasy XIV? <laughs> this is me saying that last bit seemed like. <laughs> this is me saying that Final Fantasy XIV is number nine. Yeah, no, I was getting it when you were like, "Well, that was a free trial up to level sixty. Is that your pitch to try and be like Ryan? Play this game with me." It's a meme in the culture, Ryan. To oh. like, it, it's basically a meme in the culture. God, I would love it if you tried fourteen. I don't know if it's a game for you, but I would love it if you tried it. I believe it. <laughs> um, Go on. Let's Final- talk, let's hear about your your uh, your game. <laughs> so I am five hundred hours into Final Fantasy fourteen, and I love it to death. It is like it. It's the only art I've tried. Other MMOs, and I kind of bounced off of them. I I still occasionally play PSO to you, and again, I still like like that. I have like maybe a hundred hours in the PSO to you. Uh, that's Fantasy Star Online 2 for the uninitiated. And I still like that game, but nothing's quite captured me like Final Fantasy XIV as far as MMOs are concerned. The story and the writing is particularly really good. The voice acting in the, the voice acting in A Realm Reborn is a bit whatever, but 
still is some of my favorite um still, still like some of my favorite story um like i never thought i would get into an mmo like i thought mmos were not just were just not for me and then i played final fantasy 14 and i i don't know why i waited so long to get into 14 it's just an immaculate rpg uh the community while the community isn't 100% like the best thing that ever happened in the world ever there's obviously those people who are jerks like 90% 99% of the community is amazingly wholesome and willing to help and all that and the gameplay is just really good like i just I I've haven't found a, another RPG whose gameplay that I enjoy quite as much as Final Fantasy XIV. I am caught up with the story, and I don't think I will basically will stop playing this game for the next like at least four years. This game is just this game is like just great. Like I don't have any other way to I don't have any other way to explain it other than other than like I don't like. This is the game. This is the art MMO for me, and I honestly, if my free company heard me say put this at number nine, they'd be like, "Is it really that low? Like you play it all the time?" But like, fourteen is fourteen is great. Give it a try if you haven't. There's a reason why we meme about the free trial because we want we want more people to play it because it's such a great game. So it's such a great community. What do you think he's about to do as soon as we're done recording this podcast? Uh, probably either play Smash or fourteen. <laughs> Weird. I have <laughs> roulettes to do that I haven't done today, so I would like to do those. <laughs> Ryan, what's your number nine? My number nine is Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelists of the Rose. And now I know. Well, hold on. The magic community out there who listens to us uh, are going to flame me because. I put a Yu-Gi-Oh game on here and not a Magic game. Um, I was told Magic is not a digital game. I could have put Magic the Gathering Arena and been a cheese, but um, no. Because, fun fact, I play Moto more than I do Arena, and I don't consider Moto a computer game. I barely consider Magic Magic Arena a video game. I consider it more of a video game than fucking Moto. I mean, it is, but, like, I don't... <laughs> I, I consider it a... I consider it a... Uh, a... a piece of software to play one of my favorite card games on right more so, than a video game so like it, video game wise if they made a magic version of duelist of the rose i i'd be all over that they tried <laughs> they tried with duels of the planeswalkers and duels and it just like didn't work out because like there definitely were some problems with that and like economies and stuff. There's definitely problems with the economy of arena too, but we're not going to get yeah. into that. The, the duels of the rose, the game was, it was so sweet. They had two different uh, stories you can go down that were ultimately the same thing, but they gave you different deck options. And it was one of the games where unlike the actual card game of Yu-Gi-Oh, where you have an extra deck, you could fuse just about any monster in the game. You just had to know the, the, cards that made that monster it was just it was super neat super sweet very different compared to the actual card game of Yu-Gi-Oh. and i honestly if you're just looking for a fun like video game to sit down and fuck around with like it's there it's it's what i would recommend playing honestly that that's my spiel i don't have much else to go on about it it's just it's it's good game play it yeah yeah. If if you enjoy things like that, like you know, chess style games, I guess play it. Yeah, I get you. Um, I used to play a couple Yu-Gi-Oh games back in the day. They were pretty good. Um, but um, um, I can see why you like uh Duelist of the Roses so much. It's just just good game, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I have to say about it, I guess. Yeah. What is uh your number eight? My number eight is one of my favorite adventure games of all time. Um, the reason why I bought a Wii U. Um, it's The Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Ooh. Wind Waker 
is my favorite Zelda. It is not the best Zelda, but it is my favorite Zelda uh, because of a lot of things. A lot of people hate on the art style of Wind Waker, but I love it. The reason why I, I love neat. the reason why I love the art style of Wind Waker because it allows the characters to be so expressive, when otherwise, like Link was never really a character. Wind Waker Link is actually a feels like a actual character in that game, and that's something that Zelda pretty much still has never repeated to this day. Like even like. Twilight Princess, they tried to make him a character, but he's like, he was he he didn't he, he wasn't as expressive and like it was just like a slacker in that game. He felt like yeah, because he didn't do much. A lot of a lot of uh, Zelda games, it feels like the plot's just kind of happening around Link and like and Wind Waker. He actually feels like he's a part of the plot, and the dungeons are some of the best dungeons in uh, Zelda history. Um, the um item list does the does something that some does doesn't do the thing that annoys me in some Zelda games where basically you forget that some of the items exist like everything has a purpose every item the every item that you use still carries a purpose even to the end game like you still use the grappling hook you get in the first dungeon to um potentially get more loot out of enemies when you fight them even to the end game and and while the um while the quest for the uh pieces of the triforce of courage is not great um they did fix it a bit in the hd remaster so it's not as bad and doesn't feel as bad so um yeah good yeah i haven't played the game as much as i would like to i have played it it's one of the few zelda games i've touched but you know as i said i've not played it nearly as much as you have obviously I have beat I have beaten it four times and I'm playing it on stream right now. It's a good game. Like I'm not I'm never gonna deny that much. I would I would love to see you beat it sometime, Ryan. I think you would really enjoy it. I would probably stream it if I were to do that. Yeah. The game's And really... I do have it on my Wii U. I actually I bought the Wii U version of it. Like the sorry, the Wii U uh the console. Like with the the console, like with the etchings and stuff. Yeah, that's the same one I have a good console it is it's great even though the wii u is um basically uh obsolete now that the switch is out and pretty much does everything that the wii u meant to do but better and has most of the wii u's library now but i still like i still love the wii u a little like even though it's kind of like the red-headed stepchild of the uh of the uh nintendo consoles yeah i always felt like i got hated on a lot but I always enjoyed them. I mean, it just didn't sell well. There were like there were a lot of good games for it, and if it like, it, if the console actually sold better, I believe it would have like, it would have definitely been a hit like the Switch is like. And the fact that the ports are doing so well just reaffirms that for me. All right, Ryan, what's your number? Uh, what's your number eight? My number eight is here because of my memories of playing it as a kid. Um, I have since gone back and actually beaten it nowadays, and uh, Josh has actually beaten it on stream. Um, I never realized how much I hated the second-to-last boss fight. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm talking about Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Um, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. I So I played this game a ton as a kid because the Chow Garden is fantastic. They literally could have made the Chow Garden its own game, and I think it would have sold, like, fucking crazy. It is a very... Like, that was 90% of the reason why I played the game. <laughs> it's very good. Um, but then you actually take into account, like, the actual game itself is fun. The, obviously, I'm going to hate on the fucking Rouge and Knuckles levels because no one gives a shit about treasure hunting. But, Eric, like, let's Eric. be real. You're playing this game for Sonic and Shadow. Like, those levels. That's what people want to play this game for. Yeah. The Robotnik Tales levels aren't bad, either. I prefer those to the treasure running ones. I found the treasure running ones just annoying. Yeah, they aren't bad. Like, um, especially Robotnik levels are real. Are kind of fun, but, um... But, yeah, um... The real draw to it back in the day was the uh, multiplayer levels was like doing the Sonic, oh, yeah. like doing Sonic versus Shadow in the multiplayer. 
back in the or day. Or Metal Sonic, because that was also an option. Yeah, but, uh, well, like, honestly, like, we found out back in the day after playing it so much that you pretty much always wanted to do Sonic versus Shadow because, like, they were the most balanced against each other. Like, everybody else, like, had strict weaknesses over playing either Sonic or Shadow. Amy had, like, just cheaper abilities, I think. Like, I think she took less rings to activate. Yeah, and she wasn't... Um, she wasn't Metal a... Sonic had nothing. It was just Metal Sonic. Yeah, and Amy just wasn't as fast. So, like, there was significant downsides to using the characters that weren't worth it when, like, those are... When, like, those uh, stages are just races. You might as well just play Sonic vs. Shadow every time. Right. But, like, then in the treasure hunting, it didn't matter who you played as because, like, Chaos was fine. Oh, I thought Chaos was a weird option for treasure hunting. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have the downsides like they do in the uh, other, and they do in the uh, race levels, though. But um. Also, can I just say in the in the mech battles, Black Chow I think was broken. Yeah. Can I just say though that like, as much as I love this game, um, the story's the story is actually pretty good for a Sonic game, but the voice acting, so bad, bad. <laughs> so bad. But I like. I still love it anyway, even though the voice acting is bad. Small thing, though. Music in the game was kind of fire. It is kind of fire, yeah. Live and learn. Living on the edge of tomorrow. Did you ever listen to the fucking Robotnik theme song for that game? Yeah, the Robotnik theme song is sick. I am the Eggman. <laughs> I got the master plan. I am the Eggman. That? And then fucking the Pumpkin Hill rap? The pumpkin hill rap is fire. That thing fucks, dude. It's so good. So good. Uh, I, I wish I had space to put Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on here, but I didn't have space for it. Sadly. I was thinking about it, and I had to put it in. I had to. I, I just don't think there was anything. Mind you, also, this was one of the games that Paws called me out on. Why? I I don't know. I So I'll, I'll name the two games that we've gone over that she called me out on and questioned. It was Probably. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it was Yu-Gi-Oh. And then my number five she called me out on. And the number five I'm defending. And I don't care if you call me out on it, too. Okay. <laughs> I will go for blood, Josh. Okay. What's Are your number seven? My number seven is Pokemon Black and White. See? You came around, buddy. They are the they they are they are the best individual Pokemon games of all time. Best generation. They are the best individual Pokemon games of all time. Do best I generation. do I hate the do I do I hate the progression curve of how they did leveling in that game? Yes, but the Gen Five had so many great ideas, so many great Pokemon that are actually also very underappreciated. Like, come on, how could you hate Garbodor? How can you hate yeah, a lot Gar of people? Fucking do. How can you hate Garbodor? Garbodor is like kind of dumb, but like, be but I love him because he's kind of dumb. Because he's a donkey. <laughs> like. Pretty good starters. Smugleaf is great. Um, I didn't actually... I'm going to be honest and say, like, um, I kind of dreaded playing as Smugleaf after a while because, like, every single one of Smugleaf's moves was a grass-type move or a normal-type move. So, eh. Smugleaf is still, in my opinion, the best starter of that generation. Smugleaf is, has the That best. being said, it's also one of my favorite starters. And we've done... We've talked about this, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. Yeah, um, if you yeah. want to hear more about it, go watch the fucking or listen to that podcast. Yeah, listen to that podcast episode. I'll I'll talk a lot about it because I love me some Smugleaf. Yeah, but um, just as much as I it as as much as I have like my problems with it, and like I have like my things with almost every Pokemon game. I'm not saying that they're great game that they're not great games, but overall, I think Pokemon Black and White are individually the strongest games. The, the strongest Pokemon games, and they had to be on this list. So, and Pokemon had to be represented on this list somewhere. Yep, totally agree. I am also representing Pokemon somewhere else, but it is not that generation. What's number seven for you, Ryan? Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion. You put now, it up. You put it Oblivion and not Skyrim. And and 
it's a big nostalgia thing. If you, if I, you want me to be honest about that, it, that's fair. Skyrim is a, an amazing game, and it did so many things better than Oblivion. But Oblivion had just this certain feel to it that, like, no matter how hard Skyrim tries, it's never going to be better than Oblivion to me. And that, and that's taking into account how much more I've played Skyrim than Oblivion. So, like, I played Skyrim much more. So the only reason why I don't like Oblivion over Skyrim, even though I played both intensely. Oblivion has its moments where it sucks me out of it. Skyrim has kept me, if you know what I mean, like not suck, like suck me out of the immersion. If you know what I mean, Oblivion. Yeah, I get what you mean. Oblivion has its moments where it does that. Skyrim doesn't really have that for me. That's why Skyrim was on my list instead of Oblivion. Um, the thing that, and this is more or less where I'm going with it when I say this. If for me, right, for me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm specifying this because I know people. People suck. Oblivion did this thing where, to, just for starters, like let's go over the things that I loved about it. Right? Yeah. There was five different guilds. Yeah. Skyrim also had guilds, but they weren't as defined. Yeah. And they, they, I'm they... saying that as like, there was the Thieves Guild. There was the Dark Brotherhood. There was the College of Winterhold. There was the Companions. And then the Bard's College, if you want to count it. Yeah, so, yeah they, they had their five. They definitely weren't as deep, yeah. They weren't as deep. In in Oblivion, you had Fighter's Guild, Mage's Guild, Thieves' Guild, Dark Brotherhood. And what was the fifth one? Because I believe there was five still. I don't remember the fifth one, but still, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. The one thing I will say is Skyrim did do the Thieves' Guild better, in my opinion, because I found the way Oblivion did it just annoying. Yeah, They made it I so agree. you had to fence a certain amount of things. But the Dark Brotherhood from Oblivion was more fun. You know, they had an entire quest where you had to go be basically the murderer in Clue. You had to go kill people and try and do it secretly and get people to suspect other people. Like, it was so fun. You got to play Among Us before Among Us was a thing. Yeah, you had to play Among (laughs) Us and, like, literally just go in there and be like, I'm gonna fuck some shit up. And they're like, hey, so we told these people there's there's a prize at the end. That's the joke. There is no prize. You're just gonna kill them all. <laughs> and they're like, you can you can get a bonus if you want. Um, but in order to get the bonus, you have to kill them all like separately. And your character's like, I <laughs> let's do it, man. All right, I'm down. Yeah. And, and like, so you do it, and then you you find out that like some of the characters had a thing for each other, and like, you know, you, you find these like little stories weaved between the characters, and as you're killing them. They're like, like you get down to like two people who may have been interested in each other romantically and they go, oh my God, I I can't believe that they're the killer, but if it's not you or me, it has to be them. And then they, they help you kill this person. And then they look at you and go, wait a minute, they're not the killer. And then you kill them. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so cheesy, but it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I've only done that quest once. Also, they let you make your own spells. Yeah. I, like Josh, I made my own spell where I shot lightning, but when it hit them, it bursted into fire and frost and lightning. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Sorry, I I love it. That's fine. <laughs> What's uh your number six? My number six is Final Fantasy X. I thought you said you didn't play that one that much, or was that eleven? That was eleven. Okay. Eleven was the first MMO. Sorry, Final all the Final Fantasy. Fantasy games run together for me. So yeah, no, Final Fantasy X is the one with Tidus and the one with the laughing meme. Um, I've played. Ha, this... ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that that, that laughing meme. Yeah, correct. Because when you sent me that, I was pissing myself. Yeah. Oh, did I send you the clip that from my stream of me like yes, dying? You did. Yeah, that's it's, it's a great clip. Um, but where all of a sudden he just starts going ha 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 ha. It has context in the story, but it's still funny as fuck on its own. Um, Final Fantasy X was my first Final Fantasy that I've ever played. Um, as I said, I like rented Kingdom Hearts and then like decided to try Final Fantasy, and Final Fantasy X was the first one that I tried. Um, it's while Final Fantasy X like is a fairly linear game and is fairly easy in comparison to a lot of the other ones, it still has a lot of nostalgia for me. The story is great, the reveals are great. I'm not going to spoil it here because Ryan's never played it, and I've, maybe someday I'll get I'll convince him to try it. But um, I'll I'll try. I'll figure out a way. I'll figure out a way. Oh no. 
I'll figure out a way. But um, but the spirit grave is really great. The um, the characters were among some of the most um dynamic characters in the series. Waka being um being literally racist for most of the game, and then being like, "Yeah, I was wrong for being racist," is like a great character development, and amazing, just just great character development in that game overall. And the the RPG systems, basically, as I said in the uh, series video, is just a return to form. With some new stuff sprinkled in, including the overdrives, which is great. While Ryan is sitting there, like, uh... I was just letting you go. Letting you go. Eyes rolling in the back of his head, being like, okay, when is he going to be done? Ryan's watching... I felt like Goku after I got cheap-shotted. Ryan, what's your number... If you haven't seen Dragon Ball Super, you don't know. Um, (laughs) What's your number six? So, my number six, and this is... This is another one of those games delving into my past from when I was a kid. You're going to notice a couple of them coming up because that's just how can I not make them my favorite game? And this is the kind of game where I would I'd love to stream it. There's just no physical way for me to want to be able to stream this and make it enjoyable. Yeah. What game is it? And I was to say, I wonder if Josh has any clue what I'm talking about. I don't think he does, though. I don't. <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing, the original from the I say the original, the one from the GameCube that was the original for Americans. Yeah, that game is still so good. I, when I say I would love to stream it, but only if I could make it enjoyable, I like I say like if I could go to different towns and like stuff because I could stream it. It's just it would be so boring because yeah. I wouldn't be able to make money the fast way that you're supposed to if you go to other towns and and do the fruit. Um, it would just be me picking fruits, skipping days repeatedly, you know. But that was the enjoyment as a kid. I played this game to death with my parents because. We thought, because it says up to four players, right? Like, if you read the box, fun fact, read the case of Animal Crossing, it says one to four players. That is not true. <laughs> I mean, it technically is true, because you can have four players in your town, but you cannot play at the same time. Right, which my parents and I didn't know that. So when we started playing it, my mom and I named the first character we made Ryan Joe, because we thought we were putting two names in. Fun fact, Ryan Joe became my character that I played as. My mom made her own. (laughs) But my dad and my mom loved playing the game with me. Uh, My dad would stay up late at night sometimes just playing fucking fishing in it and, like, help me get a golden fishing rod. Oh, that's cute. Um, Together we paid off my mom's house and my house. So my mom had the gold statue, I had the silver statue. And I still have the save data somewhere. Like, I once in a while I'll, I'll boot it up and, like, go check it out. But, yeah. like, I had an entire room decked out with the Thanksgiving stuff because I thought the Thanksgiving set was amazing. Yeah. God, it's so good. Just that that, that game, like, makes me so happy. It is a happy, <laughs> it is a happy place game. So, Josh, what's your, what's your number five before I get to defend the fuck out of my number five? My number five is my Nostalgia Trip game and that's Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Was that one of the OG ones that like was like I don't want to say two bit, but you get what I mean when I say that. Like it's it's, a, it's a sixteen bit game. It's yes. Um, it was on the Sega Genesis, released in nineteen ninety two, I think. Um, let me just. How old were you in nineteen ninety two? I was two. I was like one, but I didn't play until a little later. Do you know how old I was in that time, Josh? How I wasn't even a thought. Yeah, I know. I yeah. Oh, it's 1990. No, that's Sonic 3. What the fuck? Where's Sonic 2? Sonic 2 was 1992, yeah. And I played it like, uh, I, I played it when I was like six. When I started playing when I was when I started playing it. And, um, well, the reason I used to play this game all the time is, um, I told Ryan the story is like my, uh, my grandmother passed when I was in seventh grade, but before she passed, um, I would go visit her a lot of the time, and like when I would go visit her on the weekends, I would just stay over her house, like you know, make it so she's not lonely. She didn't, cause like she was like that kind of old person who like a lot of her friends were gone. So like I would spend weekends over there, and like when she would go to bed, I would just she had a Genesis. Sonic Two came with the Genesis when she bought it. She bought it because, well, she was a grandma and wanted a uh, wanted a uh, gambling game that they had on there. So she bought that, 
and like didn't play any other games on it and it was kind of actually kind of funny um he needs a new pair of shoes yeah um but um but yeah sonic 2 was the game that i played on it all the time and it's the reason i have a nostalgia trip for that game specifically is because of that um i know that game like the back of my hand because of how much i played it and how much uh like i used to play it with her watching me and like kind of the same nostalgia trip kind of thing with uh that ryan has with uh the original animal crossing kind of all right ryan defend your number five my number five is mario kart double dash yeah totally get it i'm i'm so, on board pause. on board. you weren't you didn't see this in my chat this happened in my chat last night i'm calling pause out right now what Pause. So I, pause was like, really Mario Kart, and I was like, if you haven't played Double Dash, you don't know. Like, I was like, if you've not played it, you don't know. That I, game is so good. And I, she's like, I, and I, I went, hot take. It's the best one in the series. And she goes, what about eight? And I'm like, eight can suck a dick. <laughs> you know what? No, um, I would agree with you if eight didn't exist. The hot, um, Double Dash is the second best uh, Mario Kart game, in my opinion. Um, I think for eight, me, it's the best. For 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 me, what <laughs> puts eight over double dash for me is online racing but double dash's racing is oh my so so great like it's such a great game like the going having so, doing the two-player teams like with somebody else like one of you drives one of you controls the items like that was that was the shit back in the day my favorite thing used to be racing my dad because when i was younger my i loved playing games like that against my dad because my dad was good at them because he knew what he was doing right yeah and so I got good to the point where I was always second place to him in Double Dash. Like, I would be right behind him, but I could never get around him. Yeah. A month later, I had, like, gotten good enough to the point where he could never beat me again. And to this day, I don't think he's beaten me in Mario Kart since. Like, <laughs> I I used to play so much Double Dash. I would just do Grand Prix by myself, playing as mostly Baby Mario and Baby Luigi. And then at one point, I started playing as Diddy Kong and Bowser Jr., like, those were my guys, and I would put them in, like, the Toad race, uh, Racer or the uh, the Baby Carriage. Baby Mario, Baby Luigi team was the shit. Was, like, the best It was. Their, their carts, though, were amazing. Yeah. Best team in that game, by far. Agree. I, I only liked playing as Bowser Jr. more because my dad and I started calling it me because he always calls me Junior, even to this day. I'm not a Junior, by the way. He just calls me Junior. Always has. Probably always will. Yeah. Um, and I just always like equated that to myself, so I started playing with Bowser Jr. on my team, and then I picked Diddy as my backup. Because Diddy's cool, you know? Yeah, no, I completely... I I, I don't... I, I wouldn't put Mario, a Mario Kart game that high, but I completely understand why you would uh, put a Mario Kart game there. Josh, if I could, I, I would play Mario Kart Double Dash against you, like, anytime you wanted, if if we could, like, online. Yeah. Like, 100% would be like, Josh, let's queue up some Double Dash right now. Or, like, if I were going to go to your house tomorrow and you said, hey, what do you want to play? And I just had found my copy of Double Dash, I'd be like, I'm going to bring my GameCube and my Double Dash and, like, my fucking WaveBird controllers. I'd be there. <laughs> uh, that's my. That was going to be my next question. Do you know where your copy is? I might. I have like a rack of just games over there. You should. It might be over there. You should find it because I would love to play. You would have loved to play against you sometime. It's been a long time since I've last played it, though. So like, you'll probably kick my ass. Yeah, I played a lot. But I played a lot of eight. So I played a decent amount of eight. Not a lot, but a decent amount. And then I got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and like been occasionally just playing online races with that because that game is hot fire. Ready to move on? Yes. That's fair. Yeah, you can move on to your number uh, four. My number four favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy VII. I'm shocked it's not higher, but sure. I mean... Other that games. is like the most you game you've named. Okay. I mean, all these games are very me games. They're the reason why they're on the list. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is the, is, the best, is the best Final Fantasy game. Bar none. Um, we won't see any Final Fantasy games higher than that. Nope. Um. So it's the best name. It's the best game with the name Final Fantasy on it. Also, are we keeping track? This is the third Final Fantasy game. This being is the named? third Final Fantasy game he named. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, the materia system is great. The level up system is great. The story is amazing. Um, it's, it, it's, it's my safe place. It's my comfort game. I have played through Final Fantasy VII like six times now. And now with the Switch version, like with the, with the cheats installed, like it's just like, it's just such a relaxing experience now that you can like grind, that you can like just surpass all of the grinding now with the, with the, uh, with the, with the, uh, with the code, with the Swift codes that they have in there now. And, God, uh, there there's not a bad section of that game. Every every minute from start to finish is immaculate, and I would not change a thing. Uh, not one small thing, like not just one, it's. Not one small thing. Not the battle system. Not how. Not any of the characters. Not anything. Not even. Not even how much Barrett swears. Fuck shit. Motherfucker. He, he doesn't actually swear in the dialogue. It just like comes up as like stars and like funny. And in the, in the actual game itself, but it's really good. But it's really good. Everyone should play Final Fantasy VII if you have it, Brian. But I but it's oh, did it, you hear something? I I didn't I didn't hear that. It <laughs> it's kind of a more like uh more it, it's it's kind of a more like. You have to like RPGs to like this game kind of game, so I completely understand Ryan just ignoring my suggestion right there. Well, no, so I like RPGs. I do. Yeah. I just, I don't know if Final Fantasy RPGs are the RPGs for me. Like, that's that's where I'm at with them. Yeah, that's Because I, I loved Crystal Chronicles, but I think the gist of why I enjoyed that was I got to play it with my friends. And, like, I went to my friend's house for his birthday, and we brought GameCube, uh, GameCube Game Boys, and gathered around his TV to play this game like yeah because you know because it's so different yeah that makes sense and like i enjoyed the the play style of everything was great it was just i think the biggest reason why i really loved it was that like i got to sit with my friend and like do this thing you know yeah that's very fair (laughs) now are you are you ready yeah what's your number four Infamous second son. Yeah, I believe it. As I said before in our previous podcast, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It is the reason I bought a PlayStation 4. It's the only reason I bought a PlayStation 4. I didn't have any other reasons. Like, yeah, I wanted to get a next-gen console, but I also had an Xbox One at the time, so I didn't need to get a next-gen console. I was like, hey, I'm going to buy a PlayStation 4. I had the extra money at the time. Um, Obviously, I wasn't a, a parent at the time. I was like, I don't remember when the fuck this system came out or this game, but I knew it was one of the launch titles. And I was like, I'm buying this system for I, this game. I think it was like 2014. The PS4 came out. Yeah. When I graduated high school, <laughs> uh, I, I literally was just like, you know, infamous two is amazing. I'm buying it. Uh, second son. And I did. And I was never disappointed. It was fantastic. Uh, the, the arc of Delson as a character, it shows him as like this delinquent, only cares about himself. Then shows that he's caring about the Akomish Indians. And then, depending on which route you go, he either A, redeems himself with them, or B, damns himself with them. And that's that's up to you and how you choose to play the game. I, I really liked Infamous Second Son. After going back and watching the rest of the, the, the evil route, the evil route, I don't like the evil route story. I think it doesn't flow with Delson's, with Delson's arc. From the evil, but like the good story is really good. Like like the 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 pure like the white story, like there's the white oh, yeah. story for being good and the red story for being bad. The white story is great. The it was it's so good. Honestly, go play the game if you haven't played it. And and yeah, we're saying the good story is great. The evil story is not not great, but like it's fine. The ending's a little disappointing, but beyond that, like. Yeah. Also, some of your powers change depending on what you are. Like, if you're evil, your smoke powers become black. But if you're good, your smoke powers are gray. Yeah. Or uh, your video powers, you get angel wings or demon wings, and then either a claw or a sword. <laughs> sword is really badass. Yeah, it is. But I did the evil route first, so I got the demon claw, and the demon claw was sick. You just fucking sweat, like zoom up to people with this fucking giant claw. 
and then you're then then you got to the end of that game and was like uh didn't like that ending play it again yeah basically immediately replayed it and did the good route and okay. enjoyed it 10 times more yeah what is uh your number three my number three is bravely default such well bravely default is basically another final fantasy game shocker bravely <laughs> bravely default is made by silicon studio and published by square enix um bravely default is basically um um is is basically um old school like oldest of the old school final fantasy with the brave and default system as a twist where you can brave to uh take extra turns right away or default to bank your turns and just that by itself and the dynamics that it goes on um are really good the jobs are really well the jobs are mostly well balanced um you can break the game with uh with, with some combinations and the game basically encourages you to do so and but it has one of the best RPG um, systems ever um, and has some of the best jobs and some, and the story is not the best, but the gameplay just, the gameplay is my comfort place. And that's why it's this high. Yeah. You said it's a good game. I have no experience with it. So I can't really speak much to it. I don't think you would like it, Ryan. It's like a hardcore JRPG players, JRPG. Yeah, I believe it. What's your number three? So my my number three is uh, is is kind of like my comfort game. It's my favorite game to just blow through hours on. Um, if this game was in a series, this series probably would have been on my top five series list just because of this game. But currently, it's not a series; it is a standalone indie game. I am talking about Stardew Valley. Love Stardew Valley. I honestly. And this might just be me, again, my childhood playing Harvest Moon games here and there. I love games that let you explore the romantic options. I don't know why, but it adds this extra layer to playing the game for me. It's why I love Fire Emblem Awakening. It's why I love Persona 5, really. Like, yeah, yeah Persona 5 has all the other elements I love, but, like, you also have this random added element of getting a relationship, which doesn't have a ton of benefits, but, like, who cares? I have played other Harvest Moon games before, and Stardew Valley knocks all of them out of the water completely and was made by one oh, yeah. guy. It was made by one guy and its graphics are 10 times worse. I, I really, that being said, I really enjoy the graphical style of Stardew. I think it's really, oh, me too. I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying that like comparatively that to like, I'll use a wonderful life as an example, the 3d models. Yeah. Obviously let's take into account. A wonderful life is like fucking to be fair, uh, to be fair, I old. think I think uh I think Harvest Moon was going more for a like a uh, like a like a like a child like a like a playset type of vibe with some of their uh, art styles, and that's not what Stardew was going for. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just a wonderful life came out in oh, two thousand three. Just just to finish the, what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Because I said like it came out fucking a long time ago. It came out in two thousand three. Stardew is a really great game, and like the best part about Stardew is getting to play it with friends online, like bar none. Yes, when they added that, it was so great. Bar none. That being said, and I'm just gonna throw this out there, I almost put this game on this list, but I said I was only putting one farming game, and Stardew just knocks it out of the water. If you want to play a good Harvest Moon game, um, and I'm not gonna name the one that I just mentioned. The one I just mentioned, I like, but it's not the one I'm thinking of here. Go play Magical Melody. Yeah. It is is chibi art style. Um, like obviously, it's not anything super high tech. It's it came out in 05, so it's old, but it's not that old. It's got this weird chibi art style, but it's adorable. All the characters are adorable in their own way. You know, you have different plots of land you get to start with. You get to pick which plot of land you want to start with. Similar to how in Stardew, you get to pick your your farm layout, but in this, it actually changes everything you can do with your farm. That's interesting. Like, the beach is not good for growing crops, but it's got a ton of land. Yeah. But then there's, like, one in the middle of town. Great for growing crops, but it's very small. And then there's, like, a third one that's, like, they're, like, it's average. If you start here, it's average. Yeah. That kind of a thing. And it, that's why I'm saying, if you want to play a good farming game that's not Stardew Valley, go play Magical Melody. It's fantastic. Cannot recommend enough. 
go check out Coral Island. Me and Ryan are very also very excited for that. As soon as that game is playable, yeah, <laughs> will be getting streamed. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Oh, and one more quick small thing. They also ended a uh, added a route to Magical Melody that yeah. can end the game early. Oh, that's interesting. If you marry your rival, because ah. <laughs> you and your rival are competing for man- uh, music notes to restore the Harvest Goddess. And then if you just get married, you just help each other instead. Right. Right. Well, so the game ends if you two marry each other. Huh. So they basically say, you can do it. Don't. <laughs> why not, though? Like, why not do it? Yeah, why not do it? I hate conflict. Why would I just want the The whole point of it is you're supposed to be competing with them to be the Harvest Goss chosen, I guess. I don't remember the whole plot behind it. There was some kind of reasoning. Yeah. Also, to be fair, they make your rivals such an asshole, I don't know if anyone would ever actually want to marry them. Yeah. I just remember them being the biggest dick. Yeah. But then they have their own reasons, so you mean muscle menos, you know? Yeah. Anyway, what's your number two? Before we start, before I go on my number two. So my number two is Persona 5 The Royal. Did I put Royal specifically on mine, or does it matter? It doesn't really matter for you. Because I meant the whole thing. You, like I just, yeah. you, ha- you, ha- you haven't gotten to the Royal content yet, so it's fine. But, uh, okay. but my, my second favorite game of all time is Persona 5 Royal. The game is immaculate. Like, Persona 5, the original game, was just already such a good game. And they, like, all the little improvements that they did, uh, the little improvements to Tartarus, like being able to hold L2 to, like, uh, kill things in Tartarus that you're way over leveled on uh the changes to guns the changes to the skills the changes to the to the to the fusing just are really good the changes to the um social link so social links were were immaculate and great um the new characters were great i can't really say too terribly much about the new characters plots yet because ryan hasn't finished that yet but Let's just say Kasumi is one of my favorite characters in RPGs, and part of that is because of her story. <laughs> how her story, how her story progresses, and plus Persona Five has the most style out of any game ever. I have a guess at Kasumi's story, but I feel like Josh will punch me if I get it right. So. I I will ask you after we're done because I am gonna because fr- I will freak out on mute if uh, you're all right. Um, but take all of that and just like give it all of the improvements, and it, you get one of the best JRPGs to ever exist ever in the entire world. And I can't wait to see what Atlas does with Persona next because like I am excited to see how they're gonna even try to top Persona Five The Royal. Ryan, what's your number two? So. Oh. I mentioned I had a Pokemon game in my in my top ten. Which one do you think it is? Emerald. It is. My number two is Pokemon Emerald because yeah. it is my favorite Pokemon game, bar none. It it is one of those games that like when I first played it, like I you know obviously I started Gen three with Sapphire, loved Sapphire, beat the shit out of Sapphire. So when it came out with Emerald, I was like, well, of course I'm gonna get it. And they added just enough to make it different as a third version, you know, fighting both the evil teams, catching all three legends, the battle frontier. It's just it, all those. And they are shitty contests and made it into the battle tents. I say shitty contests. I actually enjoyed the contests in Gen 3, but like, yeah, there's just a thing about like doing the battle tents instead. You know, yeah. I just I adore emerald so much well can i be a contrarian and say i enjoyed contests in um was it four more Were they well epic- i agree i think they made contests better as they went yeah um i wish they would have done more with them i wish they would have brought contests back my only gripe with them in four was i just like and it, it's more of a gripe in four than it is in three because in three they didn't be like go do contest now yeah in four they were like Hey, your mom used to do contests all the time. You're going to do one. It's like, no. Yeah, I wish they didn't force you to do a contest. It's the same thing about the um, the movie okay, stu- Star Studios. The, the movie studio in black and white, too. I really wish they didn't make you do it. 
if it wasn't going to be Emerald, by the way, and I had to pick a different non-Gen 3 game to be on my top 10... Would have been Black and White? Uh, black 2, White 2. Yeah. I love Black and White, but Black 2, White 2, the sequels to me are better. And I and I think it's because even though 5, like, you know, Black, White, force you to use only Gen 5 Pokemon, I like that Gen the sequels let you use non-just exclusive Gen 5s. It just... There's something about it. Yeah, that makes you sense. You know, it, it, I can't explain it, but there was something about it that just made it more enjoyable to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Although I did hate Marlin as a gym leader. Yeah. And Josh, what is your all-time favorite game? Uh, is it is it the one I called earlier? Is it is it my galaxy brain and no scope? <laughs> hey, Molly, what is my favorite game of all time? Kingdom Hearts 2. Yes. <laughs> Did you tell Molly that I galaxy brained that shit and fucking no scoped it? <laughs> Molly goes, I've met you. To be fair, you never told me. I just fucking banged that Kingdom shit. Kingdom Hearts 2 is the best fucking game that has ever existed in the whole entire universe. It is a very good game. It is it is the best Kingdom Hearts game by a mi- by a country mile. The systems are great. The battle system is great. The super bosses are amazing. The um, the final mix version adds in the suit as in even more super bosses because why not? And just I uh, uh, I have played the shit out of that game. Like I have maybe beaten Kingdom Hearts two maybe a dozen times. As soon as I finished it, when back in the day, I'd just go back and restart it. Because it's just it's just a comfort place for me. It's such a great game. Sure, the story is incomprehensible. Forget about all of that. It's the game. We're in the game. We're working the gameplay You're department. You're playing it for Disney, not for the story. <laughs> We're working the gameplay department down here. The gameplay is amazing. And it's just the best game to ever exist in the entire history of the world. I will not be swayed ever unless Kingdom Hearts 4 somehow tops it. Which, God, if it does... Ryan, what's your favorite game of all time? So I'm going to try and do the same thing you just did with Molly with Laura, and I, I don't think she's going to get it, but I'm going to ask her anyway. Hey, babe. What is my favorite video game of all time? I know this. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever actually told you. I just wanted to see if you'd be able to get it out of the blue. Video games <laughs> at all. I'm not a gamer of any kind. Ryan? I don't think Molly is really either. She just knows Josh's because it's it's him. Ryan? <laughs> what? Is it is it uh, Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door? It is. <laughs> <laughs> My all-time favorite game is Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. Now... Again, there's no way in hell Yeah, I know. <laughs> the thing is, with this game, I'm going to just I'm gonna break down for a minute here. This game is another one of the stories of I played this a ton as a kid. And after I played it, I just got hooked. I even have gone back and played it a bit. I was trying to stream it, and I had some issues with the capture device I was using to capture it, so I kind of stopped streaming it. But it's just one of those things where you look at an RPG, and like they took Mario and were like, hey, we're going to make an RPG out of Mario. And yeah, they had Paper Mario, the original. The ori- but the Thousand Year Door is just on a different level. It is. The original Paper Mario is very good, but the Thousand Year Door has never been beat. Honestly, Thousand Year Door would have been my number eleven. If it's we... it's so good, it's like, and let me break down some of the worlds real quick because that's what like makes it good is they gave the worlds like their own kind of identities. Definitely, and they're places that like you may have never heard of or thought of playing Mario. Fucking the first world with Hooktail and like the Koopa Meadows. Like you know who the yeah. fuck's Hooktail? Good question. <laughs> he's just a big yeah. fucking dragon yeah rock hawk in the fighting tournament and the, the the literal oh, we're gonna get to wrestling him. tournament <laughs> well i was gonna go to the second world that like real quiet forest uh with the punies or punies i don't know what, how punies. you call, what you call punies, them yeah punies punie p-u-n-i yeah yeah punie, punie. those guys then you have my favorite world the third world with rock hawk um, and the fact that you get Baby Yoshi. Yeah. The Baby Yoshi. Baby Yoshi is my favorite partner in that game. By like a, I love a that you get to name him. 
Like, you get to give them any name you want. That my... You can be like, this is a shitbag. And then they introduce them, it's shitbag. <laughs> my two favorite partners in that game are Baby Yoshi and Vivian. Vivian is great. Um, but... I love Captain Bombery. Yeah. Because he's just Captain Bombery. He's a fucking bomb Yeah. But then... he's got that fucking wheel that just spins out of his back. Yeah. Then you go to like haunted house style and like gen and like area oh my four, God. For and whom then the bell tolls, and then Duplass steals your identity in there, and it's just like you deal with real world issue identity theft in Paper uh, Mario: uh, The Thousand uh, Year Door. That's how deep that shit is. Uh, five, and is... you only get your identity back if you can guess the imposter's real name. <laughs> yeah, five is the uh, deserted island, right? Yep, six is the train car, where you can also get a secret. Uh, team member train car and like a murder mystery plot kind of and it's really sweet it's really amazing and then seven you just go to the fucking moon because why not yeah and then eight isn't that just the eight, eight, uh, eight, eight's the one where you just go to every area eight let's not talk about eight <laughs> i never made it to eight when i played it the first time by the way because i oh, saved data got corrupted at seven that sucks let, let's let's not talk about eight because eight's not good. But but after you actually go, <laughs> have to actually go through the thousand year door though, like that part is fire too. Like the entire rest of the like that's the only part of the game that's not spectacular. But the rest of the game is immense and spectacular. It's such a great game. So fucking good, and that's why it's my number one. And that's why if I had an eleven, I have a shock for you all. If I had an eleven, Josh. Do you know what my eleventh would have been? What would it have been? Dragon Ball Z Budokai Three. I believe it. My eleventh. Now I named that one specifically because it just had a weird story mode where, like, you fucking like fly around the world <laughs> for no reason between fighting people, between kicking ass. You're just flying around the world. Definitely. Because reasons. Anyway, you, uh, just a little meme that I thought was funny. Anyway, um, we are right and you are wrong on the best games of all time. We're right. You're wrong. Shut the fuck up. No one cares. Not taking any <laughs> questions at this time. Um, I'll to message pause and say, Josh agreed with me. Double Dash is amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't put it on my top 10 games of all time, but yeah, it is pretty great. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys for the next one. Um, hopefully it comes out soonish if it's not if it's not out soonish blame josh yep just blame me i will be uh i think because it's 9 30 i don't think i'm streaming but i'm definitely about to go watch some dragon ball super okay. <laughs> have a good rest of your night everyone thank you so much for uh joining us as always and we'll see you for the next podcast see you for the next one bye bye